0: joining us on another episode of popcorn for breakfast with me as always my co-host and who will one day be my co-host whenever we we host the oscars the 145th annual oscars when we're old and successful hopefully kirk
1: hello hello i just love that sentiment i do
0: yeah i'm I'm trying to put that energy out into the world you know i don't really have any ambitions to host the oscars but they only ask successful people, so if we've been asked, that means we're doing pretty good. Uh, That's we're, right. We're doing okay. So uh, I am your other co-host, Cam, and it's time. The, the time has come. We we are here, and you're probably thinking to yourself, are they really going to let us go all the way to Oscar Sunday without an ep- an episode about the Oscars? Are you kidding me? Do you even know us? How dare you? I'm, How dare you? I'm just assuming that you guys are thinking that, and I'm ashamed of you for thinking it, because we would... Never, we would never. Kirk and I love the Oscars. We love it; it's the best. Kirk is like an award show guy, aren't you, Kirk?
1: I am. I try to see all of them. He watches the one Baftas.
0: He's watching the SAG Awards. He's—I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: I watch all of the the ninety thousand different country music awards that happen every year. Oh, every single no. one of them. <laughs> big Reba everyone. Guy.
0: I I don't miss one. (laughs) Kirk just loves, loves the award shows. I do not, but I love the Oscars. I have honestly, I, I, this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like at an early age, my, my love for movies, which didn't start really until I was a teenager, but what I, what started it was sort of my, my love of the Oscars and wanting to be a part of that because I just, there were so many great Oscars shows back in the day, back when the Oscars were like good. Uh, And maybe they never were, and they just were to me whenever I was little, but it seemed like there were good hosts back in the day, and I used to love watching the show, and it made me feel like, oh man, I want to see these movies, and uh, yeah, a few years later, I got into movies, and the rest is history.
1: There were always, always good award hosts, and then... After a while, there became pressure. And then after that, there became cancellations. So I think you're dead on. You know, we will host one day because no celebrity will agree to it at some point, And then they'll
0: start. <laughs> hey, that is so true.
1: That's so moving true. To the movie podcast.
0: Well, and it's like it, there's no there's no like real winning either because they did the um, the host situation last year was the uh, uh, Regina Hall. Um, trio. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer trio. Very good. Thank you for filling in those gaps. I was like blanking hard. Um, <laughs> and that people were just like, eh, you know, <laughs> like I just feel like there's no there's no solution that anybody wants anymore. So, it just yeah, kind I would of, take I would take a I've not seen
1: many of Regina Hall's uh, properties, her filmography, but I would take her. She was the best. She's funny. Of those
0: yeah. Yeah. She's funny. And, and Wanda Sykes is legit too. It Just, I don't know. It was weird. I'm not thrilled to have Kimmel back though. He's had some really great bits. I'm still very triggered by the La La Land moonlight situation. Um, yeah. I will always associate him with that. So <laughs> there's some, there's some hurt feelings there, but we're going to talk about the Oscars. It's the 95th annual Academy Awards this Sunday, March twelfth on ABC, I assume. I, I I didn't check the network, but it's been on ABC for a zillion years. Right. Um, and uh, well, Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC, so yeah, it's on ABC. Uh, and we will be doing some post show stuff after it, uh, not live, but um, that week we'll have our reactions to all the big awards. So we just thought we would recap again the big categories this week. Um, talk about what has shifted because remember, Kirk, we talked about this a little bit whenever the nominations came out because that was the really, really the last time we, we kind of went category by category here. But there is a lot of shifting that can happen between when the nominees are announced and when the um, the actual awards are given out. There's tons of politicking. Studios are trying to get their their movies to win because if you can put on your little Blu-ray box winner of the Academy Award for whatever category or winner of X number of Academy Awards that sells it sells. So, um, yeah, that's the goal, but that's why we're rehashing it this week. But before we get into that, Kirk, I want to ask you something cause we haven't had a what's poppin in earnest in a really long time. Cause we've been talking about the Oscars. We've been talking about Ant-Man the Wasp quantum mania. There's all these big things going on. We've had all these movies to review there's been a ton of trailers that have dropped recently. We just got a new one for the uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, um, yeah, just tonight. But what is there any project that that came across the ticker that you were like, "Ooh, I'm I'm bought in on this now."
1: I'm glad you asked, Cam. I'm glad you asked. There is a r- new Russo brothers film that's coming to Apple TV Plus called Ghosted with Chris Evans and Armis. Oh, yes. And I saw that this was in the works a long time ago. Uh, Of course, they worked together on uh, The Gray Man. uh, The Gray Man. They worked together also on Knives Out, Numero Uno.
0: And it was supposed to be Scarjo, wasn't it, originally? Probably.
1: Probably. And, you know, they've done like six movies where they're love interests already, you know, in the Marvel Universe and out already. So they must have said, you know, <laughs> let's change it. Let's change it up here. Let's change the dynamic. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is on my radar. That one, the trailer dropped for that this week. And I got to say, I love it. You know, Andre de Armas plays this spy and Chris Evans falls in love with her on unknowingly and he's just trying to like uh, have her respond to her because she literally ghosts him and stops responding to his texts and so he flies across the world to see her and ends up in kind of a disaster uh real operative situation and what i love about this trailer is like he is just being ultimately just love stricken and just absolutely butthurt <laughs> that that she would just stop talking to him like how dare you <laughs> like i i was i'm in love with you i still am and i'm here and and why didn't you tell me that you were this this marvelous person and just the type of humor that chris evans is throwing down is something i very much identify with and so that's why i'm excited to see how this plays out
0: yeah man i'm it's it's funny you say that like i'm not totally bought in on chris evans as a as a comedian just yet he mm-hmm. does he does he does have a, a few roles that i thought were great like we didn't i mean i didn't love the gray man but i loved his character in that movie i thought he was like saying the most outrageous things and like every once in a while just hit really well i'll i'll be interested to see this one because i i want to like i want to turn the corner on chris evans because i like what he does um but i i don't know i don't don't know about this one yet i'm i'm definitely intrigued it's hard for me because ryan gosling is so perfect in roles like this wherever he has to like (laughs) balanced comedy he's like he he has amazing comedic instincts and is um, similar to chris evans in the fact that he's a heartthrob and, and can be an action hero etc so i'm always like oh, it should be ryan gosling but talk about people who've been matched up a bunch of times ryan gosling and anna de armis <laughs> that's, that's happened yes. a couple of times so you got to kind of mix it up a little bit but we'll see apple tv plus man they're on a bit of a run right now i feel like they've had a lot of good interesting things dropping there
1: Do you remember when we trashed them when they first came out? Because they
0: deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they deserved it. That opening lineup of like shows was abysmal. And it's it's only just now, you know, that they're starting to happen. I mean, I think we're going to look back and be like, man, Ted Lasso. If it wasn't for Ted Lasso, I think Apple TV Plus would have been dead on arrival. Yeah.
1: I mean, even though Morning Show really got going, I really enjoyed Morning Show. Season one and two. First couple episodes hang in there. They're rough, especially the first one. Uh, but then you had, uh, I mean, somehow C with Jason Momoa is g- coming out with another season and the final the season. The final season, yikes. yeah. Uh, what were some other like? W- we reviewed The Banker, which was
0: okay. It was good. It was fine, N- decent. Uh, Dickinson was one of the launch shows. Yeah. Um,
1: but then, like on the rocks, Snoopy came in out.
0: space on the rocks, which was just oh, blah. Yeah, terrible. I mean, <laughs> Sofia Coppola, not it, definitely not. The follow-up to Lost in Translation people thought it would be right. um, But then yeah. you have Severance Hello I know now they're oh. now they're cooking. Now they're cooking guess.
1: with freaking Harrison Ford and Blackbird uh, Jason Siegel and
0: Yeah. Blackbird and a bunch of other Black shows Bird. that have been really good. Um Yeah, it's it's it should be a good movie. I'll I'll be interested to see it. The one trailer that came across for me, Kirk, that I saw today was uh, No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. which is a comedy. It's, it's definitely has like a raunchy vibe to it. It um, really kind of reminds me of Easy A, the movie Easy A, which I absolutely adore. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence is a superb comedic actor. I think people forget about that because she's done so much drama in recent years because she's amazing at everything and is an Academy Award winner. And all of the all of the accolades uh, she deserves, all of that. But this movie took me by surprise. The trailer is legitimately funny. I was cracking up at it. There were multiple points in it where it was like not played out comedy, not like played out slapstick stuff. Like even the slapstick stuff they were doing felt new, original. Uh, The premise is is what it is. It's like she has to get this socially awkward 19 year old kid ready to go to college or something like that by, by mm-hmm. dating him or whatever. But the comedy looks amazing. And Jennifer Lawrence is so great at being funny. So I, I'm actually stoked for that one.
1: Yeah. It's like an updated girl next door uh, Yeah, yeah is, yeah, is what it really seems like. So that movie, you know, also, also some raunch, um, but has a good heart somewhere in there. <laughs> From what I remember vaguely,
0: yeah, this this one seems like like it's going to have a good, you know, a good through line with some heart. There's a few subplots in there that are actually seem like there'll be more than meets the eye. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, she looked good. She looked like she was having the time of her life. She looked like she was balancing out the the actor in her and the the smart uh, script studier and also just the do whatever you want. There are no rules to this character. or If there are, there are very few and just go for it. And so that kind of balance is just such good fuel for uh, an incredible actor like Jennifer Lawrence.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, it should be a good time. So we had to give you a little bit, a little bit of like what's popping express there, just to kind of you know, just just to get that out of our system because it's like holding in a sneeze when we don't get to talk about this stuff. So yep. Now we're going to get back to the main event and the Academy Awards. We're going to go through the biggest categories on the big night. We're going to talk about who we think should win and who we think will win. Now here's the elephant in the room. If you've been listening to the program. You know that I said on multiple episodes we would review every single Oscar Best Picture nominee. It did not happen, okay? I apologize for that. (laughs) Kirk is shrinking. He's doing the disappearing Homer Homer meme right now. That is is totally our fault. Here's some excuses for you because I'm I'm not going to fully own up to it. We had illnesses, we had work trips, busyness. We had a bunch of movies that were coming out that we had to review in like March and February. I was like, what is going on here? So it just didn't work out. We missed four of them. We missed All Quiet, Women Talking, uh, Triangle of Sadness, and The Fablemans, which is a bummer. But we might get a chance to swing back around and review those. And as a bonus, just so you guys know, at the end of the episode, um, the very last slide in the deck is our ranking of the best picture nominees, So you at least get to get some sort of directional idea of where we are at. um, If you've heard some of our other, other and to
1: combat this for next year, we are going to review literally every released film in 2023. That's our exact promise that we will never break this year. Every single thing, every single thing.
0: It's yeah, it's, it's tough, (laughs) man. We, we tried really hard to be like, okay, you know, we're watching the gold derbies. We're watching all these different predictions. Like, what's going to get nominated, what's not? The nominees drop, and you're like, man, we got, we got a few we still have to review. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll give it the old college try. At the end of the day, it's a part-time side hustle that makes no money podcast so far. it will.
1: But with, when you, <laughs> the angel investor that's listening out there, that you have <laughs> money to blow, that when you give us.
0: <laughs> then we'll make time.
1: A quarter of your uh, your nest egg, a quarter of your net worth.
0: (laughs) You put us in your trust. Then we will review all 10 Oscar nominees. That is our promise to you. That is our (laughs) promise to you. All right, enough nonsense. Let's get into this. The 95th Academy Awards are this Sunday, Kirk. We're going to start the same way the Oscars start, which is with the Supporting Actor Awards. They always do this to kind of reel people in. We've talked about all these nominees, but let's talk about Best Supporting Actress. This is one of the categories where I feel like there has been some real jockeying for position if you watch the SAG Awards, Producers uh, Guild of America Awards, Baftas, etc. There has there's so much shifting and this is one, Kirk, and I don't know about I don't know if you agree with me on this. Feels like a total toss-up. Feels like there are a couple people here that could sneak in and snag this. I got to know who should win, Kirk, and who will win.
1: Who should win? Carrie Condon for Banshees Ooh. of Inish who will win Angela Bassett. Wakanda forever.
0: Okay. Okay. He's going with Angela Bassett. It's hard to argue with it, man. I think, you know, one of the things I want, uh, you know, at the end, I kind of want to talk about some themes that are happening, but, but one of those to watch is going to be, I think this category is indicative of how the night could go. You know, there's a couple of different ways, like, I feel like Angela Bassett sort of represents like the high grossing, you know, blockbuster type movies. She had an amazing performance, so if she wins it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how the night's going to go and mm-hmm. they're just going to service all these high grossing movies, but it could. If Jamie Lee Curtis wins, which is who I think will win, I think it could be indicative that the Academy's feeling a little bit sentimental, but more more on that. So my will win is jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once my should win is stephanie shu for everything everywhere all at once i i I thought all these women were marvelous in the movies they were in i think hong chow unfortunately was in a movie that wasn't great um, and wasn't the main role so it's hard to win a supporting actor award When you're in a movie that's, you know, like not nominated for best picture, not not the best movie of the year or anything like that. It's it's harder than if you're nominated for best actor. I think
1: the only thing I worry about with Stephanie Hsu, which incredible. And I keep seeing uh, her audition video for everything everywhere all at once has been released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic that she understood what was happening with her audition tape. What Um, is that there's split votes? It's like, oh, I I know. I know. It's such a dangerous thing. You want to give your actors credit, but it's it's dangerous ground. So I do worry about that.
0: That's a good call, man. For either of those guys uh, or gals, Jamie Lee Curtis or Stephanie Hsu, Um split votes. It's real. It's real. We, you know, and there's other categories where that could come into play. So very mm-hmm. good call on your part. Uh, one of those categories is this one right here, Best Supporting Actor. We've got uh, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan for uh, Banshees of Inisharan. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Judd Hirsch for the Fable Men's. This is an interesting category. I'll kick us off on this one, Kirk, and say should and will win Ki Hui Kwan. I think this like I think he is sort of the heart of that movie. Um as Michelle Yeoh's character is navigating this existential crisis of sorts, you know, he seems to be, you know, Way- Waymond is is Waymond. And uh, his performance is, is so beautiful. It's so lovely. He's doing a lot of the same things that Michelle Yeoh is doing, jumping between all these different versions of himself. And I just feel like he's 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 got to win it. He's got to win it. But there are, a few of these guys are gaining momentum, but I think it's got to be Ki Hui Kwan.
1: If they're gaining momentum, they're still 10 points behind. It's should and will <laughs> Kiwi Kwan for me as well. It's it's absolutely pitch perfect. You write a role like that and you only dream of the actor at least doing their job and then to just fully accept and go above and beyond. That's what That's what's happening here. It's absolute magic. It's perfect. He's the winner. There's no, if this, if he doesn't win, no other Oscars will happen in the future. (laughs) This will be the final one.
0: Every once in a while though, Kirk, you know, you watch the Oscars and those first two categories come up of supporting actor and supporting actress. And I think the year that, um, uh, the COVID year, it was, it was the 2021 Oscars, but it was the 2020 films. Yeah. That happened where it was like, Oh, hold on. This might be a different night than we were expecting. Um, and, you never know. that This would be the one where if Kiwi Kwan didn't win, I'd be like, uh-oh, what's going on here? Um, something something is afoot.
1: But right. We'll Someone has uh, juked the stats. Someone yeah. has rigged <laughs> the election.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But, yeah, it's like it's not going to go the way that we thought it was going to go. Whereas Supporting Actress... It could go any way, man. It really could. Okay.
1: But if Judd beats out, can we If
0: on? Judd Hirsch wins for like 10 minutes of screen time, if that.
1: It's been rigged. It's for yeah. Some something's reason. going on. <laughs> something's <laughs> going
0: on. All right. Let's move on to uh, the actor and actress in a leading role category. Let's start with the ladies. Um, uh, the nominees. Once again, Cape Blanchett for tar Michelle, yo for everything, everywhere, all at once. Andrea Riseborough for two leslie uh Anada Armis for Blonde and Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. Kirk, who should win? Who will win?
1: Oh this is very tough. Lots mm. of controversy with the ladies here yes. in the best actress category. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna be bold again and I'm gonna Do go it should and will double down on Michelle Yeoh because incredible actresses all around but Michelle Yeoh when i think about the just the specific requirements of the performance the commitment to the performance and the creativity with the performance it all leads back to Michelle Yeoh it all leads back to everything everywhere all at once i've still to this day never seen Uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon which was Mm -hmm. her debut into American crossover cinema Um, mostly because every time I try to watch it I can't find it with the subtitles I start it and there's no subtitles and I'm like what (laughs) I need to know what's going on (laughs) obviously it's a foreign language film Um, so one day I will watch you know that debut of hers but this performance is just so real and so so well dimensioned it's got to be her
0: yeah, yeah, this is such a tough category. I feel like this is a two-horse race, and it's Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Um, no disrespect to those other ladies. I think, um, you know, I- I've been vocal that there are-, are a couple people that I think should be nominated in this category. One I think absolutely should have been nominated as Viola Davis, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have her surpassing either Anna de Armas or Andrea Riseborough or honestly Michelle Williams to be to be quite honest with you I feel like she deserves to be here and I'm surprised that she's not but all of that notwithstanding I'm going with should win Kate Blanchett for tar will win Michelle Yeoh I've I've come I I have said for the longest time like this is too easy Kate Blanchett's going to win but you rewatch everything everywhere and you, you see how that movie, I mean, what that movie is, is, is incredible. And what Michelle Yeoh's character goes through in the arc, it's, it's just really well done. She's done something that nobody's been asked to do. Who's been nominated for this award before. And so that, that trumps it because Cape Blanchett, as incredible and electric as her performance was in Tar, And it was so good. Uh, in my opinion, it was, it was built for her. I mean, she, it was yeah. right in her wheelhouse. It was an, it was a, you know, 70 mile an hour hanging curveball smash out of the park for her. And sometimes that matters, you know, it, it just, it just does. Like it's maybe it's not fair, but it is what it is. Um, and I think that what Michelle Yeoh was asked to do was harder. So level of difficulty matters.
1: It was. I love how you mentioned Viola should be here. Absolutely true. I also feel like J-Law had an incredible performance in Causeway Mm. that went overlooked hardcore. Glad that uh, Brian Tyree was, was in the other category. Um, Those should have happened. Andrea Riseborough for all the controversy of her nomination. She was very good. She was very good, Mm -hmm. but very tough for the best actress category this year. Very tough.
0: Hasn't Michelle Williams been nominated like a thousand times? and never yes. won isn't this like her fifth time being <laughs> being nominated and not winning
1: that is correct that is absolutely brutal correct. she's gonna yeah. be
0: like leo pretty soon here i mean this is this is getting ridiculous
1: yeah it's gonna be her and I'm, i bet you next year we get a film with her and freaking amy adams, amy adams. yeah that's the other
0: one <laughs> and people
1: are gonna be pulling their hair out like no! <laughs> no
0: they need to both win i know i know can they give a tie that year <laughs> i really i'm i'm worried about amy because she's one of my she's one of my favorites ever and i'm just she hasn't been getting the good projects lately and i'm like please don't let her winning window close she's so good
1: she'll get there she'll get there you I'm know her so. last kind of real project was like nocturnal animals and she's kind of like slid away from projects like that but that was only like a couple years ago so it, it's did she it's get come-
0: nominated for hillbilly elegy though
1: uh, i don't know glenn close definitely did i hope she didn't because it was not good <laughs>
0: That whole movie was a mess. I did not like that movie. (laughs) All right. Moving (laughs) right along. Best Actor. Uh, Another hotly contested category. We've got Austin Butler for Elvis. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisharan, Bill Nighy for Living. And Paul Mescal for After Sun. Kirk, is it your turn? It's your turn. It's my turn. Oh, man. This is brutal.
1: But I can go if you want. No,
0: no, I'll go. I'm just, okay. Should, okay, here we go. I'm going to shock the world here. Should okay. win, Austin Butler. Will win, Brendan Fraser. I think Brendan Fraser takes it. It's a great story. The I think the Academy is going to be sentimental this year. I feel like the SAG Awards were the thing that, that tipped the scales for me where I saw how that was kind of shaking out. I was like, okay. Um, I don't know. I can see it. It's this one is going to be tight and, and you can make a case for all these guys. You can make a really strong case for Paul Mescal too. He's not, he's not going to win. Uh, you can make a really strong case for Colin Farrell. He's not going to win. I have to point something out because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this, but, um, was talking to a friend of the show, Stefano earlier this week. And he was saying, uh, as good as Austin Butler was, and I just had him as, you know, in the should win category. Um, four if if he wins four out of the last six people to win best actor would have been portraying real people who existed. And yep. that is a troubling I think that is a troubling uh trend. I, I don't think th- like I don't think the biopic people should get the upper hand on this. And I personally don't like biopics are not my favorite genre mm-hmm. of film. And I feel like sometimes it, it just gets a bit tired. Um so I don't know. I'm almost rooting against it now, even though I thought Austin Butler was so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's because they have the blueprint. They don't have to, it's there. They still have to create. They still have to learn. They still have to plan. Uh, But there's definitely a leg up because they have all of this footage from this person. Most likely if they were a a public figure at all, there's footage of them, interviews, movies, whatever. Yep. That is very true. That is very true. Um, I will say that maybe, maybe it didn't seem as, Rough win, true stories. When we had more unique stories out there, that biopics weren't so prevalent. You know, like when Jamie Foxx won big win, when uh, Renee Zellweger won big win. But now, yeah, that's a good. That's good information. I this it pains me. This this category will will hurt will break my heart.
0: I think (laughs) no matter how it goes, it's gonna (laughs) gonna hurt.
1: (laughs) Because I the top three like Bill Nighy and. Uh, Pascal, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win the, the award. Paul Mascal, they're not gonna win the award. Unfortunately, it's gonna be Austin, Brendan, or Colin. Yep. I would love to see Colin Farrell. I win know this. you would, man. I know I you really, would. <laughs> really would. But I think I'm in the exact same boat as you. I think it's should win Austin Butler. Will win Brendan Fraser. Ooh. And if. Colin Farrell wins, I need to put a wager on this. I don't know what it is, um, but it's like an exciting wager. Like, not like your Joker wager. <laughs> like, terrifying. Land, I swear to you, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> like, if Colin Farrell wins, I have a couple of days to decide this. I'm going to blank um, because I, I think that would be really incredible. Um, all three of them have incredible heart wrenching stories uh, of how, of where they are and how they got there. And yeah, but I think Brendan Fraser's gonna, Fraser is going to, Fraser is going to win. It's not bad. It's just his movie. wasn't good.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> that's know? what, that's what sucks is like, he was great. And yeah. obviously was so good. And, and I just, you can't help it root for the guy. It's, it's, he's got an amazing story. And so you want him to win. Um, But it's just like, oh, man, the movie was kind of a stinker.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not even Tom Hanks' bad accent in Elvis is as bad as the whale overall.
0: Oh, I don't know. Them's fighting words, Kirk. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's just, it was, It just. I mean, go listen to our our episode of the review, guys and gals, because it just wasn't. We didn't review the whale, Kirk, did we? I thought we did. Did we? We did.
0: No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I promise we we didn't. We thought about it. (laughs) We did we did not review the whale. We did not review I don't know. I can't even remember. I can't even remember.
1: And see if you can find a review. (laughs) Listen to every episode.
0: We did not review the whale. We did not review the whale.
1: Weird. Well, if we had, you would have heard how how disappointed I was in that film that it was supposed to be just absolutely mind blowing, and it wasn't, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I all I know is that I want I want video on you whenever this category is announced. I want a video live video reaction because I feel like it's <laughs> going to be like the, the last supper painting. It's going to be every emotion is going to be happening at, at one time. You're going to have to go through all seven levels of grief and it's going to be a beautiful thing, a horrible thing, but a beautiful thing.
1: A beautiful, horrible thing. Yep.
0: If Colin Farrell wins, though, I think it'll just be pure ecstasy, elation. I think you'll just, you won't even feel bad about that at all.
1: It, it really will. I really want Austin or Colin to win this, but I do think the should and could, the should and will comes down to Austin and Brendan. That's interesting, sorry. man.
0: We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Mescal, man, he's coming for the throne. he will He's going to get his shot one of these days. I'm telling you, mark my words. Mark my words.
1: It'll be Paul. Same thing with best actors. It's going to be Paul, uh, uh, Paul (laughs) Mescal and stinking Richard Madden up there Ah. next year. And I'm going to cry my eyes out again. It's going to be be like, like, no. "No."
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's hard. All right, moving on. Best director. This is an interesting one. Um, People, people have been, I think, overall slightly surprised with the, with the field here, particularly uh, Ruben Ustlin's, Appearance in it, and and you know, people felt like Sarah Polly was probably snubbed. Um, you can make a case for a lot of other other directors, but Triangle of Sadness is certainly like a, a bit of a Cinderella story, um, sneaking into the Best Picture field and then also getting a Best Director nod. But, um, Kirk, you are thankfully up on this one. Who should win <laughs> and who will win? Let me go through the nominees real quick before I turn it over. Todd Field for Tar. Um, Daniels, that's Daniel Sh- um, Scheinert and Daniel, oh boy, I'm forgetting.
1: They're Daniel and I, Daniel. I don't know, I'm blanking,
0: I don't have it in my notes. Uh, I'll come back to that. Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, Ruben Ust- Ustlin for Triangle of Sadness, and Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Sharon. Kirk, where are you leading there?
1: I think... Daniel Kwan, this,
0: sorry. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. That just came to me.
1: Okay. Yep. I think that this... It, it truly should be, but it's also kind of a, a three-horse race here between Fablemans, everything, everywhere, all at once, and, of course, the Banshees of Inisherin. Sharon. I think... The Daniels should win... Mm -hmm. but I think Martin McDonough will win Whoa! because people love themselves. So Martin McDonough, Uh there's a, there's a big love for him. I think that he is just a very charismatic, um, inclusive, just overall great person, infectious, like will remembers your name after meeting you one time. And I think that that part of the campaigning, even though I don't even think it's intentional, I think he's just a, just a from, from vibes. I, I think he's just very infectious. So I think it's going to come down to those two. And I think there's a good chance that Banshees pulls it out with Martin.
0: Mm. Wow. That would be something <laughs> I, I, it's, it's certainly possible I mean banshees is probably the the number two overall pick for pretty much any category that it's in um, with everything everywhere all at once it's 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 the clear runner-up um and and Martin McDonough deserves his flowers for writing and directing on this film for sure so it's not it's not that he doesn't deserve it I think that Daniels should and will win I just feel like well really I feel like everything everywhere is gonna win dang near every category that it's nominated for. And if that happens, uh, these guys deserve it. And I think the other thing is, uh, it's about rewarding originality. And I think Banshees is original in the sense of, it's an original story. It's an original screenplay. It's really well written. Um, it's really well directed. Uh, but what Daniels has done, has, has they've kind of tapped into the zeitgeist a little bit and made a multiverse movie that wasn't a superhero movie. And that is not just some, you know, surface level thing. And, and I think the Academy is going to award, reward that. It's uh, it's crazy to me that Steven Spielberg essentially directed a, you know, semi autobiographical film about his life and his, his, his very uh, kind of, I don't know, tenuous and, 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 I don't know, just kind of gr- grungy rise to love, uh, to love a film. And he's, I don't even feel like he has a real shot here. I feel like he's probably in the middle of the pack.
1: Yeah. The, I would love an absolute clean sweep. Just like you of everything, everywhere, all at once through every category. Uh-huh. Win all eight, let's go. Um, the best director category is my, maybe the weirdest one <laughs> of is. them all. And you look at each of these projects and they're each unique and not a single one of them is a sequel. Mm -hmm. Kudos. (laughs) Yes. And you just, you, you just think which, which way is it going to go? Who has the most, who has the biggest following? Is it going to go by those people who are loyal to these directors through and through, or are they really going to go to the projects? And I would say that, yeah. Each of these directors would say vote for the project. And th- in that case, it goes to everywhere everything everywhere. And I would even think Steven Spielberg would vote for that film over his, even though how much, how close it is to him. I think yeah. he would even vote for that one. So it's it's it'll be it'll be one to watch, as I'm, they say.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because if you notice, Kirk, like you said, all of these are not only unique, but they're all original. They're all they're all original. Not one of these is adapted. So whenever you look for reasons like why was Sarah Polley not nominated for Best Director? You know, why um, Joseph Kaczynski, you know, for Top mm-hmm. Gun Maverick or James Cameron? Um, you know, James Cameron is a different thing. That's a sequel. But uh, these are original. And those those other some of those other ones I mentioned were adapted. And I think the Academy took that into account. You know, they want to reward originality, uh, it, it seems like. So that's not mm-hmm. always the case. But to your point, Kirk, I think it is this year. Yep. All right, moving on. Two, best original screenplay. Uh speaking of originals, this is gonna be a toughie. All five of these films are nominated for Best Picture as well. The Banshees of Inisharan, Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fable Mens and Triangle of Sadness. Um should and will win Everything Everywhere. I think this one does does the job. <laughs> I, I don't I I don't see this is this is a fall out of my chair category if everything everywhere doesn't win i would be floored and it would almost assuredly mean that they don't win best picture if if they don't win this category so i'm definitely expecting a win for them here
1: should and will same thing all in on everything every all at once tomorrow i have a date with my wife and we are going to watch this she has not seen it yet Ooh, uh, that's nice like it's like i gotta see you know the top two contenders she's already watched banshees it's time it's time she sees it, even though it came out back in, like, February of 2022. <laughs> it's <laughs> Dude, been it a full out, year.
0: It came out so long ago, and, and I was talking to a couple of different people about that, like, who are really into film, and every single one of them was like, you know, whenever this movie started to pick up steam, uh, you know, outside of just, like, the film community, but to the broader, the mainstream, uh, you, we were all talking, like, okay, it's the hot film to start the year but there's no way it keeps up this momentum heading into award season and it did and then and then it increased its momentum somehow um pretty pretty insane and that's even Kirk without it having a really good mainstream streaming option it's on Showtime it hasn't been on HBO Max or Disney Plus or Netflix or any of the big ones
1: I know I had to buy it. I had to physically buy this movie yeah, <laughs> so so I could have it. I was like, come on, this is ridiculous with all the streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, them. this
0: is one, this is one you kind of want to have on your shelf anyway, or want <laughs> to have in your digital library. But I agree. It's like, how does this movie not end up on a streaming service somewhere?
1: I usually like to let it, you know, live on streaming for a while and then purchase it when I can't find it. No, it's been nowhere. It's been nowhere, <laughs> n- nowhere, <laughs> nowhere, all at nowhere. Like, it's yeah. been ridiculous.
0: It really has. It really has. All right, let's move on to Adapted Screenplay. Uh, the nominees are Top Gun Maverick, which is very oddly in the adapted category. It's like very loosely adapted. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which would be on the other side of that coin, is like very directly adapted. Uh, Women Talking, Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery, which I'm just, it's just now occurring to me that that's in the adapted screenplay. Con- I don't really <laughs> understand that. And uh, Living. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you put this slideshow together.
0: <laughs> I did. I was, and now I'm like, wait, why is that? I, I've looked at these nominees a thousand times, and I'm like, wait, Glass Onion is adapted for what? Did I accidentally put that in there? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's adapted because it's a sequel, and its source material is its previous one, right? Because of the. Is that really character. how that works? I believe so. Oh, you're, I, I think b- you're I probably right,
0: so. because otherwise, that doesn't really make sense, does it?
1: Otherwise, it doesn't make sense for Top Gun. Right. Because even though it's original, the character is not original. Now it is derived from an earlier piece of work.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, that makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm, I'm feeling less cognitive dissonance about the whole thing. <laughs> now. So thank you for uh, easing my concerns. But now, Kirk, I need to know um, oh. who should win, who will win. I think this one is interesting.
1: Well, don't worry. Glass Onion will not win this category. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's there, but
1: congrats on the nomination. Congrats uh, being able to stamp that across everything. Nominee. Uh, This one goes to Should and Will. Should and Will. Hmm. I'm going to go. Should win because it brought people back to the theaters. Mm. Top Gun Maverick will win All Quiet on the Western Front.
0: Okay. Okay, I like those picks. I am going to go should win Women Talking. And we haven't had a chance to really talk about this film. But I think the real feat here is that (laughs) the movie is a bunch of women talking. (laughs) Like, I know that that's the title of the movie. And it, it certainly is much more... Sophisticated and layered than wait, that, wait, wait, but,
1: wait, wait. Cam, Cam, what happens? What, what happens? What's the synopsis of? So uh, there's, uh, women there's some
0: women and they're talking. That's, oh my gosh! But in all seriousness, like the actual goings on in this movie really is a bunch of women sort of in a conclave discussing some very serious matters. But they are just talking; they're just talking to each other about it. So even though yeah. There's a lot going on here. The fact that they could sustain, you know, a two-hour movie with—I don't know—it's—it's—it felt as I was watching, it felt slightly unprecedented. I—it I, felt like uh, 12 Angry Men or something a little bit. Just like it didn't quite com- compute in my head, but they—they they managed. Sarah Polly, to her credit, managed to really make it um, interesting and. There was a lot of dialogue to focus on, but it didn't feel overwhelming or, or undigestible. And I left the film really thinking about it. And I thought about it for days and days and days before I finally made my actual um, final opinion on the film. Uh, so I, I give that one a lot of credit, and I think it should win because I think that is is a really effective screenplay for that reason. But I think All Quiet on the Western Front wins this, Kirk. I agree with you on that. Um, I wasn't as high on this film as some others just because I kind of questioned like why, (laughs) Why, like why are we adapting this film film now? Maybe it's, you know, this was kind of before the Ukraine stuff started happening and, and things like that. It's, it's a strictly anti-war film. Yep. I don't know. Um, but that, that I think will win. I think I, I understand why it is getting the buzz and momentum and how it snuck into the, the best, uh, or I shouldn't say snuck in how it got nominated for best picture. I think that's, it, it all makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. I think the message of it is very strong with how, how the fact that Ukraine and Russia are still going at it. I think it's very palpable, very, very relevant for, for that front. Uh, Women talking is finally uh, streaming, even though I had to rent it <laughs> days uh, yeah, before yes. days. Classic. before. It always <laughs> happens. Um, You know, what's what's interesting about that film is that you it's I think it is two hours, but it does not feel like two hours at all. It feels ah, much faster yeah. because the the dialogue is compelling. The performances are so convincing. You really feel like you're watching a podcast being recorded of people uh, who maybe didn't know the mic was on. They're like, listen, this is life or death we need we're documenting all of these things as well there's a literal scribe in the room taking note of all the minutes and it it really moves it doesn't feel like it moves because you're in just about really one place the entire time with some good camera work but a- apart from that somehow you end up at the end of the movie you're like oh my gosh like that was quick
0: <laughs> it was very yeah, quick yeah
1: yeah seriously so kudos to the cast uh, of that film for making it seem so smooth into the director of that uh, as well.
0: Really awesome ensemble and yeah, great direction. Uh, All right. This is it, Kirk, the big one. And don't worry after we do our should and will win, we will uh, show you, I'll show you a slide with the rankings and I'll read out kind of where we, where we landed in terms of putting these in a top 10 sorts and, or not of sorts, but legitimately a top 10 because <laughs> uh, everybody likes lists and things like that. And even though it's really hard to compare these films, it is, it is what we do. So we will do that. But the nominees are the Banshees of Inisharan, Avatar, the way of water, Elvis, Tar, everything everywhere, all at once, Top Gun Maverick, the Fablements, Triangle of Sadness, all quiet on the Western front and women talking. I believe I have the floor. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, should and will win Everything Everywhere all at once. I am officially predicting a very near sweep with the only award Everything Everywhere misses out on being uh, score, original score, because I, I believe that's the only category, maybe costume design. It's one of the only categories that Babylon is nominated for, and Babylon got a really good Political push from the inside, you can kind of see that happening over the last few months. There's a lot of buzz about Babylon and people feeling like it was snubbed, yada yada yada. So I think um, with that being a, a Justin Hurwell score, always or Hurwitz, uh, sorry, Justin Hurwitz score. He he does incredible work. If you've seen La La Land or First Man or Whiplash, oh my gosh, so many great musical I- iconic scores there. Um, So I don't know that they're going to win best score, but everything else I think goes to everything everywhere. All at once
1: should and will everything everywhere. All at once. I think the contention stands for the clean sweep in best supporting because Angela Bassett uh, Mm. has a, has a Mm. a, a little bit of a stronger magnetism, unfortunately and fortunately for, you know, for her and you said score, this is up for score. It is sun Lux. I mean, it's a great score. I mean, it, it's, it takes on its own character throughout this film. So I would say that really it's just up against Wakanda forever because because costuming uh, gets pretty good uh, down in, in that front over there as well. So maybe six for eight for everything, ever all it was, but including Best Picture has to win to make this a good Oscars. Otherwise, I will cry myself to sleep and take the next day off work.
0: Kirk, has has there been when was the last time we had a favorite that was this heavily favored that you can remember?
1: Ooh, I mean, I thought it was Lala La land, but a more I found yeah. after the awards was that how polarizing that movie was, but I was like polarizing this
0: movie is great. I know that one still hurts me. And I liked moonlight. I'm, I really, I really did. But yeah, um, Lala La land is in my top five all time. Just saying, uh,
1: so, but nothing as united as this. There was nothing as united as this. It's it's so strong from every direction that, gosh, <laughs> I really don't know that there's anything else like it.
0: I'm not sure I remember a favorite this strong. I saw somebody tweet um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King being the last time a movie was favored this heavily. I, you know, I'll have to kind of abstain on, on my take on that. I, because I, I was a little bit too young to understand, you know, how all that worked. Um I think that movie was probably favored because every single Lord of the Rings movie was nominated for Best Picture, so one of them had to win and that one was so good and so epic. But I I don't remember a favorite this strong. Um, yeah, there's always a favorite, you know, and, and and in recent years, uh well really kind of Pre-parasite favorites haven't um, done; were doing so well for a while. There was there were a few surprises with like Green Book, and then um, I don't know if that was the same year that Roma got upset, where Roma Roma should have been the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's been a couple of favorites that have lost. La La Land is ob- obvious example, um, but over the last few years, the favorites have have done pretty well. Uh, Coda was not a favorite heading into the awards, but ended up taking it um, in a really strange field of movies last year. So Mm -hmm. we'll see, but this feels like a heavy favorite, a really heavy favorite.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at a list of the past, like 25 years and I'm thinking, you know, beloved, like beloved films. There's not a lot. Weird ones are like million dollar baby (laughs) and Chicago. One best picture. Yep. Um, in like 2005 and 2003, respectively. I feel like Gladiator was kind of like, yeah, Gladiator.
0: Gladiator was, yeah. I mean, I was, I was pretty young, but that movie was, that movie is still extremely beloved. I love that movie. It's in, it's, right. it's way up there for me.
1: I think A Beautiful Mind, the year after, in 2002. I think that one was a very strong contender. I can't remember what what it went up against, but I feel like big love all around. I uh, I feel like a contentious year was. 1999 because Shakespeare and love won and oh, saving yeah, yeah. Ryan hit that year, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I feel, I feel over those for those years. Um, those are the ones I can, I can really say that like people were gravitating towards and that there was a united, like that's the one, but this one seems so much bigger than than all yeah, of that. Yeah, I mean
0: to think about Banshees is a fantastic movie. You and I both gave it glowing reviews, really high high scoring reviews. But when you think about this as a contest, it still feels like everything, everywhere is just light years beyond that in terms of uh, as a as a Best Picture nominee. The two of them, like everything, everywhere is is, is so far yeah. ahead.
1: You you almost wish that they came out one year apart because I like, know let's do it. Let's, let's just put pretend that Banshees came out a day late. Yes. And <laughs> for releasing. Seriously,
0: yeah. seriously. All right, let's do, uh, let's show our, our list Kirk and in, in our, in our rankings. And you can give color commentary if you want on, on any of these, but, uh, I'll start from the bottom. Uh, and I'll start with my list. The, my top 10 from 10 to one, I had all quiet on the Western front. Then Elvis. Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Avatar, Tar, The Fablemans, Top Gun Maverick at number three, The Banshees of Inisharan and Everything Everywhere All at Once, Kirk, your list, Kirk at number 10 had Tar, then Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Avatar The Way of Water, The Fablemans, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. All Quiet on the Western Front, the Banshees of Inisharan, and everything everywhere all at once. So looking at these, we had alignment on two, just the top two. <laughs> the, the, the rest was a, a total mishmash.
1: Yeah, they kind of invert just a little bit, you know. Triangle of Sadness and Avatar; those hover around the same location. <laughs> those are the inflection.
0: Um, the inflection point is uh, all <laughs> quiet on the Western Front. I think
1: it's true. It's true. Top Gun. You went three. I, w- I went four. Um, our Elvis is way out of whack, but I love Elvis uh-huh. as a as a person, and I love that Elvis was for the first time um, not a caricature through that throughout the entire film. Like it was like, holy cow, this probably is this is right. This, this seems right. Like giving him uh, a full, a fully fleshed out character because it was a fully fleshed out man that walked this earth. So yeah, there's mine. Mine's crazy. I will say, I admit it. it's, it's kind of wild because even though I don't, even though all quiet is not a, a movie that you're going to turn on over and over and over again, it got my number three spot because it's a beautiful film. It's, um, it's not super original right it's adapted it's a remake honestly and but it's still it's still such a powerful message when i sit down and i look at all these stories like what's the story they're telling and then i and then i also have to weigh against okay they told a story even though if the story was strong like women talking is down there there are there are some big flaws with it and so you, you have to weigh that as well even I don't know. I don't trust my list immediately after giving it to you.
0: As well. You don't have to justify it, man. I think it's a good list. I, yeah. I mean, all quiet looks and sounds great. I think tons of people are super high on that film. So I think, I don't know. I, I must've woke, roll it out of the bed on the wrong side that day or something. I don't know. Uh, but there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, of variability in this, um, it's an interesting exercise. I'm I'm excited to see how things shake out on Oscar night. Safe to assume you and I will both be with many along with many, many, many other people. Positively floored if everything everywhere doesn't totally kick butt at the Oscars um, mm-hmm. on Sunday night. So until then we'll have to wait and see. But Kirk, any any uh any last tidbits about the Oscars? Any storylines you're watching, any through lines you're gonna keep an eye out for? um early indicators of okay i think this is how the night could go or or anything like that
1: i have no expectations anymore for the oscars because
0: yeah fair th-
1: th- even as a, as an avid lover of award shows uh, gerard carmichael's hosting of the golden globes boring weird absurd he's just not my type of funny uh he had a couple good moments but I'm like, who, I don't even know who's host. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, like, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. I, I have no no real like uh, connection with this one, but I'm more connected to the films than I than I feel like I've ever been before. So that's, that's what I'm rooting for, and I just want to get past all the fluff. Um, I'm waiting for the Will Smith slap joke. Yep. I really hope it's Matt Damon that comes up and just <laughs> annihilates Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. That would be good. That would be so good. That's my really one dream out of the hosting situation on Sunday night. Uh what about you? What what are you is are you expecting anything? Do you think that Jenna Ortega is going to, you know, attack the Wednesday uh creative team again like she has been kind of recently? Do you think that we will see uh, Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh at fighting oh in the crowd gosh. or give each other a dirty look. What do you think?
0: Is Olivia Wilde even invited to this? Is she an Academy member? Because uh, <laughs> based on her uh, directorial work this year, she doesn't deserve an invite. Um, right. But we'll see. Florence Pugh should get a forever invite. She's she's sacred. Uh, she is the chosen one. But I, I think for me, I, the, the storyline I'm really going to be watching... Is sort of, there's, I think there are three different scenarios this could go. One is the Academy goes for self preservation, and that's the blockbuster, reward the blockbuster routes, because 2022 was the year we saw film in cinema, in theaters, on life support. And it needed films like Top Gun Maverick and Avatar, The Way of Water, these big blockbusters to save it. And I think that's why some of those films are nominated. Top Gun Maverick 100% deserves it. You could make a case for some of the other ones, but um, does does the Academy give, give out some awards to those films or are the nominees enough? Are they gonna reward the consumer viewer, the mainstream viewer for going to see these movies and for tuning into the Oscars? That's one. The other way it could go is sentimentality, which I think is the way that I think it will go. Um, that would be... Everything Everywhere winning a whole bunch of awards. Um, them kind of rewarding Everything Everywhere for bringing something new to cinema, bringing in new people to, I don't know, I hate this term, but like high art kind of cinema, indie films. Cause that movie did tap into a whole new audience, um, which is very important for film right now. Uh, th- that's the Brendan Fraser wins, the Kiwi Kwan, Michelle Yeoh. Um, that's kind of that scenario. I think that's the way that it will go. The third scenario is of course wild card city, wild west oh. like you you, uh, you know early on in the night you get triangle of sadness winning best original screenplay and you're like what? You don't know, so, speak
1: that don't you dare speak
0: that. <laughs> you know, but you said it Kirk, you were like I I you know, I I can't I never know what to expect out of the Oscars because sometimes it just goes haywire and you don't know What's going to go down? So that you always have to prepare for that distinct possibility. But I really do think it's going to come down to blockbusters versus stories, like human mm-hmm. stories, um, which will be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to watch.
1: It's going to be a night to remember, to quote High School Musical 3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be a night to remember. I love it. I love it. It's going to be Hollywood's biggest night, uh, this Sunday, March 12th, the 95th annual Academy Awards. Uh, I don't even think they say annual because they probably skipped a year in there. There was probably like a war or something that happened. Who knows? Um, but we will be tuning in. This has been your Oscar preview show. We'll have more thoughts next week, early next week after we know the results of it until then sit back, enjoy the show. Let us know your picks. Of course. Um, in in years past, we've put out a ballot. Um, may or may not do that, time permitting. I'll you know just keep a watch on social media for that. But either way, share your picks. Definitely want to hear what you guys are rooting for, what you think is going to win. Um, and we'll be around on social media the night of. If you want to hop on Discord and chat with us live during the show, we'll be watching, and we'd love to chat with you guys about it. But enjoy it. The Oscars are a ton of fun. Kirk and I are going to have a blast watching it. We hope you do the same. And until then, we'll see you on the other side of the awards and we'll leave you with a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as the band Rhetoric, who created our original music. We will see you guys post-Oscars next week.
1: Talk to you then.